The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. What's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, I.J. Salveson. It's a Monday here on the Full Court Press, a busy Monday. Mondays are always fun to recap everything that happened over the weekend, things that are happening today. You had the USU football press conference. We'll hear some of that, what uh, Gary Anderson has to say about what happened with his team over the weekend in Fresno. Big win for the Aggies. And um, uh, the conference race is still alive for USU We'll update also what's going on with the high school football playoffs, what we know about what's happening next with some of the local teams that they're still involved who maybe had an opportunity slip away that shouldn't have. Uh, we'll also look at the NBA, what happened in college football, uh, and the NFL. It was an interesting weekend in the NFL over the weekend. So a lot of great things to get through today. And um, Ajay, thanks again for the uh, the pick six gift. It only took a whole entire week. Uh, I can't say that I would. I should be overly critical of that because I myself have been plenty late many different times. Yes, yes, and you've put little effort after being late. But it was nice that the missus came in and got to see her, and she dropped something off that was very nice. She was um, very sweet. She needs to do a better job. <laughs> what? When I ask for a certain item, I want a certain item. Don't bring me a watered-down version of that item. You you wanted a certain fast food place, and she got something different for you, and you were not very pleased. I was not happy. We kicked her out of it. Well, you were nice enough to kick her out of the studio and get her out. I did not. We were able to get her out of there. And there was this I real awkward silence there when you were like- Awkward silence. Shush her along. It's like, yes. come on. She just- And finally you said, no, and finally you said, hey, we need you to leave, please. No, I didn't. And then she left, that. and then we appreciated that, because I was going to give her a hug and a kiss. You wouldn't let me. You told me to give her a high five. So I gave her a best friend, pal, arm over the shoulder hug and sent her on her way with a good game slap on the rear. So yeah, thanks for kicking my wife out of the studio. Jerk. She brought you a treat and you just absolutely torture for it. Uh, by the way, how did we do on pick six this week? Uh, it's not looking great, Bob. It's in the other room. So, Let's just say I'll be getting you another treat next week. Uh, so we we both missed on on two of them. Three of them I got right, and then we're waiting on one more for tonight. See how Jimmy Garoppolo does, but it won't matter. Yeah, it's already for, over for you. Just get sick of it. Just so sick of everybody, everything. Ajay, it was an interesting weekend in high school football. Both Skyview and Green Canyon involved in the 4A football playoffs. Uh, Both of them were here in town. Both of them did not turn out the same way. They probably should have and could have, but unfortunately that Green Canyon defense kind of let some things through. They had a pretty sizable lead in the fourth quarter, but... Pineview came through and uh, with closing seconds scored the game-winning touchdown. So Pineview advances. Sadly, uh, they beat Green Canyon 43-36. to Skyview taking care of business yet again, 56-13 to over Mountain View. I am looking up a pretty incredible stat that I'm going to actually save for tomorrow for the stat that blew our mind. What Skyview is doing right now is almost historic. And I'm not just talking about within Region 11. I'm talking about like a statewide. It's it's really, really, I mean, honestly. And I'm so happy for the coaches, so happy for the players and, and the fans and everybody who's a part of the school and administration, anybody who's a part of Skyview football, students, I'm so happy for them. Because I did. And, and you know what? I will admit it once again. I counted them out, Eric. I counted Skyview out when they lost Mason Faltsov during that big where they had to play at Green Canyon, and then they go and throttle Green Canyon with, I mean, without even breaking a sweat. 
Carlson has been incredible. Mason's done a great job of, hey, I'm not the quarterback anymore, but I can still have a huge effect on this team. He has offensively. He has defensively. Just, I, I mean, and again, the adjustments that the coaching staff has made, it has been one word, dominating. Just dominating what they are doing. And Incredible. My stat tomorrow will, will prove that. And it's not just offensively, but defensively. No, it's defensively. It's special. De- I mean, every phase of the game, they have just dominated opponents. Every bit of it. Since that Green Canyon game, they've been on an absolute tear. Yeah. And on the other side, Green Canyon. Um, well, first of all, best season for them yes. in their young career. Yes. So congratulations to the Wolves. Okay. But that's nice and all. But that, that you're game. You're up by 14 in the They fourth. should have had one more win than they currently have. Yeah. You're up, you're up, by, you're up by 14 in the fourth, and they go on a 21 nothing run. What happened? Like, how do you go from, I mean, really, for most of the game, three quarters dominating Pineview to then just nearly, like, shutting down offensively? How much do we put on Coach Onder? How much do we, and, and I mean this in a respectful way, no mom and dads, I'm not yelling at your kids, so please do not send an email or call us. I'm just asking, how much do you put on Coach Onder? How much do you put on Coach the kids? Ander, Ander sorry. And how oh, much dude. do you put on the kids? To say, hey, look, you got to execute, or hey, look, coaching wise, your scheme just disappeared out of nowhere, thin air, and you let go of 21 points unanswered to Pineview, and you lose that game at home. Pineview is a tough way to go out. A lot of respect to Pineview, very prolific offense. Sure. Uh, They've been one of the most high powered offenses, high scoring teams in the state all season long. Um, but you're right. When it's on your field and you have a two touchdown lead, uh, should be able to tr- should be able to hold on to that. Uh, it's, unfortunately, they don't. Still, uh, the best season they've had. But man, you, you got to feel that's a team feeling stung with the way that it ended, and that uh, they're going to have a big chip on their shoulder come next year. But that's that's a long time to wait. But for Skyview, good win for them. So they win. They they dominate Mountain View. They advance. So they will play Dixie, and Dixie is a team that's been playing some pretty good football too. Uh, they beat Ridgeline earlier in the football uh, playoffs. Uh, beat them thirty eight to seven. Then they beat Stansbury forty two to fourteen. A Stansbury team that uh, played uh, with Mountain Crest, and the Mountain Crest played them tough, but Stansbury advanced. Um, so Dixie, they're the number three seed in the state, so they've been pretty solid for much of the year. So Skyview will play Dixie. That game will be on Friday at 6 o'clock at the University of Utah. The way these playoffs are going is kind of screwy, to be honest, because Park City and Pineview, the other game on the other side of the bracket, that's on Thursday. So if you're... Skyview or, or or even Dixie and you want to try to scout the other team a little bit, you have to send somebody down a day early. It's not like you can just arrive earlier in the day and watch them play uh, earlier on. But uh, for Pi- Park City, Pineview, whoever wins that, they'll have a... They can sit back and relax. So where's that game at again? Who how that game plays out. Where's that game at again? It'll be at the University of Utah. And at what time? So they play the day before? Friday at 6, six o'clock. o'clock. Okay. Park City and Pineview, they'll play Thursday at 6 o'clock. So they are moving to Okay. Um, and then the championship is still to be determined. It's just there could be some outside shot. It could be Pineview and Dixon. And if that's the case, they're going to play it at Southern Utah. Correct. Yep. Uh, there is a plan in place that if it's not that scenario, it will be played at the U. But they're leaving it open just in case. You know, Dixie's been here, done that before. In fact, they've actually had a run-in with Regional 11 before last year. Remember Mountain Crest going to Dixie? They weren't supposed to even... This wasn't even supposed to be a game. This was supposed to be one, two, three, four quarters. You get out of here. You shouldn't be here in the first place. Mountain Crest went to Dixie and beat them. That's right. So Dixie's got a little bit of a, a chip on their shoulder and, uh, and and want Region 11 again, and this is their chance to prove themselves. But unfortunately for Dixie, they're getting a machine. I mean, a buzzsaw that has not been stopped since, like as you said... Since that Green Canyon domination game, I mean, they've just been, from the word go, and uh, impressive, impressive unit is that Skyview squad. I like Skyview in this game versus Dixie. I really do. 
Dixie, um, Dixie, like I said, the number three uh, in RPI. They were seven and two. Whoopity daw. <laughs> um, with their uh, pulling up their schedule to see who they who they lost to, and then all of a sudden it doesn't want to load for me. That's great. Uh, but anyway, we'll we'll have that coverage of the Skyview game full yeah. full play by play. Hurricane John Newbold uh, will be down there with Rex Davis. We'll have that right here on the fan Friday afternoon, fr- early Friday night. And uh, best of luck to everybody going down to that game to represent and cheer on Skyview. Dude, he's had a really good, hasn't he, Newbold? I mean, he's been to state championships. He's going to state semifinal games. Like the last four years, and you can thank Mason Falsler for this, but man, he's really enjoying the high life. <laughs> Y'all. Skyview has had a lot of success. Yes. Wow, what is that supposed to mean? Just John's been along for the ride. compliment there? No, just Skyview's been a very successful program. Uh, so Dixie, they lost their opener at Springville 21-20. to and then they lost to Pineview twenty seven to twenty six. So even though they have two losses, they were very much in those two losses. Yeah, Dixie's a good football team, but again, Skyview is just I mean, they're on another level, it seems like. And with anytime you have Mason Faultive on the field, you always give yourself a chance. When you have Mason Faultive and then other great teammates around Mason, and Mason you know, we'll be the first one to say, look, it's not me. I have a team. You know, there's there's 10 other guys on the field that help me make plays. At least I think that's what he would say. I don't know if that is what he does say. Uh, I mean, you, you look at Carlson, you look at the offensive line, the running game's been effective. This is just a really good football team all the way around. And there's not, there's if there is a weak spot, you can't find it right now. This, this team's on a roll. Uh, not to be left out, we want to give certain props to Westside, the Westside Pirates. Big win for them over Cole Valley over the weekend. And so they win 43-22. to They advance to the semifinals in 2A football playoffs in Idaho. And they play Melba. That game will be played Saturday at 1 o'clock at Westside. So Westside gets to host one more game. Yeah, good for Westside. The Pirates, man. And this, Their defense this is, has been this really, really good all year long. Yeah, and this is not unfamiliar territory for the squad either. They've been there, done that. So Talk about historically good programs. <laughs> Westside's definitely been one of those. Yes. Uh, no, it's impressive stuff. And congrats to the Westside, uh, to the, again, team, students, administration, everybody involved. Uh, best of luck to them. Uh, Melba, they defeated Bear Lake uh, Melba, last weekend. Australia. <laughs> Melba, 36-20. to uh, Westside beat Cole Valley 43-22. to so is Bear Lake out of it then? Is that how Bear Lake they're is done, out of it. right? Okay. Yes. Yep. Single elimination. But uh Westside and Skyview still still in it. So the teams on the north side of Cache Valley still still involved in the playoffs. Both of them in the semifinals taking place this weekend. Skyview Friday night, Westside Saturday afternoon. And we'll have the full uh, Skyview play by play coverage here on the fan. With pregame starting at about 5.45, we think, and uh, or sometime around there. Kickoff will be at 6 o'clock, and the game will be played at the University of Utah on uh, on Friday night. So hopefully there's a good crowd that goes down to cheer on uh, the Bobcats. The way that they're doing it, um, there's different classifications playing earlier in the day, both on Thursday and on Friday. Uh, so it's kind of interesting that they're doing it like that. Uh, and then the uh, championship, as we said, will uh, they kind of have to wait to see? They well, they want to wait to see who wins this week before they finally determine what's going to happen next Final week. Location, but yeah. likely it'll be on Friday at the University of Utah. Yeah, you would assume. But again, good luck to Skyview and good luck to Westside. Love to see him represent. I, that'd be awesome. I'd, I'd be I'd be okay with that. That's pretty cool. In an ideal scenario, would you rather have? Uh, Skyview face, let's assume, let's hope, that Skyview gets past Dixie. Would you rather them face Pineview or Park City? Oh, that's a good question. You know what? You want to, I mean, to be the best, you want to beat the best, right? If Park City beats Pineview, they're the under, that's an undefeated team. They've been in the rankings at uh, number one 
since week one, uh, a complete football team. And and look, if that's who I mean, if that's what the RPI said, you want that matchup. You want two versus one. Skyview and Park City. Let them duke it out. And uh, let's see what Park City's really made of when they face a complete, really complete football team like Skyview. Um, if and if it's Pineview, that means Pineview is the better football team for that day. But if you played them nine out of ten times, I think Park City wins that game. Um, yeah. Park Park City beat Logan twenty to nothing in their first game. Then they beat Snow Canyon fourteen to ten. Not exactly dominating performance by the Miners. Um, certainly, Skyview has been more dominant in their two playoff games on their way uh, here. But uh, to some degree, I, I get what you're saying. I'd love to see Skyview take down the best, the number one team, which has been all year. But I think it would be some nice justice for Skyview to take down Pineview. Um, just the school from Region 9, and they always seem to be in the mix. And uh, Pineview beat Green Canyon, so maybe that can... You know, Green Canyon people can get behind Skyview in that game and cheer them on together. Green Canyon should get behind Skyview anyways. It's true. Because that's a regional football team. Look, they're representing your region. That's a good point. Now, you're upset because you're not in there. Well, that's, that's your fault. Don't blame Skyview for you not beating Pineview. They had nothing to do with that game. Everybody, Mountain Crest, Logan, Bear River, Ridgeline, Skyview, anybody else involved in Region 11 should be supporting the Bobcats. This isn't about this isn't about rivalries anymore. It's about seeing your region represent the state of the four A class in in the state championship. That's what you want to see. And if you think otherwise, and you're in it for the wrong reason, fair enough. Yeah, I know. I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Um, but again, I just I mean, really impressive effort. And again, congratulations, to Green Can for making it that far. I know they lost earlier than they wanted to. Um, and and it sucks to lose that way too. To to have a lead and see it disappear in like one of those just horror movies, right? Where you, it's it really is. Look, I remember in two thousand two, uh, you know, our, our Mountain Crest squad, we had just won a state championship the year before, dominating everybody, and then you're in the state quarterfinal, you know, one game away from the semifinal, and you, I mean, if you get that 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 quarterfinal was really the de facto state championship for the four A class. Timfew was ninth in the West. Um, you know, us as Mountain Crest squad were the defending champs, played a tough schedule, you know, just handled Cypress at Cypress by 30, and then played Timfew at Timfew in, in, in a rainstorm. We're up 28-20 with four minutes left, and we have the ball at midfield. Okay, up 28-20 with four minutes left in the game, and we have the ball at midfield. Final score, 42-35 Timfew. <laughs> 22 unanswered points in five minutes from Tim Few. Crazy. I can't tell you how sick we were getting on that bus and walking away from that game. I can't tell you how disgusting it was. And so I know that feeling for Green Canyon where you think you have it, you think it's locked up, and then, bam, just like that, it's all taken away. And it's a crappy feeling, and it's going to take a while to get over. It will. Uh, but, uh, again, in your second year, not a bad way. Well, uh, so... Let's consider where Green Canyon finished. It, it is it does sting how it ended, mm-hmm. but before the season started, we had Mountain Crest as the number two team in the region. Yeah, I mean Green Canyon was we thought maybe third. Yeah, because there were some questions about uh, players that had left and graduated and moving some things around a little bit. There's a lot of uncertainty with the Wolves. So what they were able to accomplish is still impressive. No, it is. Absolutely. And and you can't I mean, you can't look around the region and you think, holy cow, who would have saw that? You know, the way it was and but um yeah, and look and Mount Crest had their season ended earlier than they uh, than they wanted to. But I mean it's just you got in in the state playoffs, you gotta up your level three notches if you wanna if you wanna advance. I mean, things just it, the, the closer the game, the better the competition, the tighter things can get. That your mistakes are man- magnified tenfold. I mean, Green Canyon is going to look at that film and say, if we would have done this one thing better, we win. If we would have got this one yard, we win. 
and and it sucks. But again, it's I mean, you look at where the region rankings were preseason, where we put them preseason, and where they are now. There, there's nothing to hang your heads about. I know it's frustrating and it's really crappy to hear that, but um, again, that's it's nothing to hang your head about. Good season, just what the heck happened? <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, too bad. It is, it is too bad. It is. All right, uh, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, let's dive into some of the big things that happened in top 25 college football over the weekend. There were some pretty interesting games, a dynamic game between number two and number three, though in a lot of our minds it was number one versus number two. Uh, LSU and Alabama, any other big upsets that happened in the top 25? And the polls are out. How does it change this week in top 25 college and football? I, I, I saw a great question on Twitter. About a, about a certain competition between animals, who would be better at the running back position? And why? I want to get your thoughts on this, Eric. Okay. Uh, okay. Which animal would be better at a running back position? There's two animals in play here. Okay. We'll debate the, the merits of, of both, I guess. That's yes, coming up next here the Full Court Press. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson. It's the Full Court Press on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Well, it was a great weekend. We had the LSU game. Well, we started Friday. We had the high school football game, and then we had the Utah Jazz game. The great finish. And then on Saturday, we had another dynamic game. We had the LSU-Alabama football game that we aired here on The Fan. We had NFL games that were going on. Great, great weekend here on The Fan with some of the broadcasts we were able to do. Uh, Getting back to that high school football game that happened on Friday with Skyview, we need to do this before we get into the top 25 and your animal contest. Uh, the Don't old, old Mill, undermine it like that. Old Gristmill bread and butter play of the game. Yeah. Hey, I, don't forget our bread and butter. I freaking hate you. I hate you. Can you just move on? Can we delete that? Hey, don't forget our bread and butter. Okay, everybody's already heard it 3,500 times. And everybody hates it too. Hey, don't forget our bread and butter. Feel like it needs a few more times. Uh, the bread and butter play the game from Sat. Or excuse me, Friday's game. People for the are Skyview sick of Bobcats. It. They hate it. If you were listening, if you heard Hurricane John Newbold, call it out during the game, and then talk, talk about it again in the post game. If you can correctly identify what the old grist mill bread and butter play of the game was between Skyview and Mountain View. Give us a call, 435-752-1069. And if you can correctly identify it, we'll get you four loaves of bread to the old grist mill. Four loaves. Not one, not two, not, not three. Two. There's more. Four. Oh, you like that? I rhymed it. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. 435-752-1069. Have you ever had the loaf of bread there, by the way? Oh, we love the pumpkin chocolate chip. That's our See, favorite. I am not a really pumpkin bread kind of guy. Like, I'm more because pumpkin cookies with chocolate chips, amen. Okay, can I get an amen, a hallelujah? Bread cannot be destroyed by being pumpkin chocolate chip. Why would you do that? I mean, what do you? I mean, because look, bread's made for like a, f- a few things, okay? The necessities, PB and J, yes, ham and cheese, bingo, butter and jam. I like it. Do not ever support pumpkin chocolate chip bread ever. But I've never had it. I've never had pumpkin chocolate chip bread. I just feel like it'd be something really gross. And so I'm doing myself and my arteries the expense and favor of never having pumpkin chocolate chip bread because I just assume how disgustingly gross it is. That's oh, great. And I'm sure it's healthy, too. <laughs> Seen you lately? <laughs> hey, we just had a caller in. That was quick. Yes. Congratulations to Josh Yonk. 
He got it correct. The bread and butter play of the game on Friday. Scout Morris had a pick six in the second quarter, about three and a half minutes to go. And with that, Skyview went up to 28-6. to six. And that gave Scout Morris his ninth interception on the season. Good heck. It leads the state in interceptions. There were a lot of pick sixes going on early in that Green Canyon and Pineview game too, by the way. Interesting game for uh, for uh, cornerbacks and interceptions. But yeah, congratulations to Josh Young. He got our Skyview High School bread and butter play of the game, courtesy of the Old Grist Mill. Congratulations, kids. Interesting weekend in college football that was. Certainly a lot of eyes were on what was happening in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Mm-hmm. LSU came out on top, 46-41. to 41. One of our uh, pick six items was how many yards would Tua Tungivailoa throw for? And ah. I think you put it at, what, 135 and a half? Give or take. He threw for 418. Kind of crushed that. But Joe Burrow, I think he cemented himself as the Heisman front runner without yeah. any question. Yeah. Yeah. 393 much. yards, three touchdowns. He looked fantastic. He rushed for 64 yards, too. That LSU team's pretty good, huh? Yeah, they're very good. Maybe Aggie fans can calm down about how bad that game was because Utah State played so bad. Maybe they can actually give a little credit to LSU just a little. I try that. Like calm me down a little bit, uh, dude. That was in, that was incredible, and that that score doesn't tell you how big of a. I mean, how dominating else he really was. It doesn't tell you that. Well, they were so far ahead in the after the after halftime, but then to see how Alabama started to come back, you have to give Alabama some credit with how they kept fighting and how they made adjustments in the second half. Well, I hope you would. You're the number three team in the country, and you've been to the college championship like three years in a row, and you have one of the best recruiting recruiting. Classes for the 38th year in a row. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope you actually play with a little bit of pride at home, getting your butts handed to you by a rival. You should. That's embarrassing on your end. Tua looked like crap, too. He wasn't great. No. 400 yards, four Eric, touchdowns. Don't. He was playing come from behind football the rest of the way. True. He had, those, he had two really bad turnovers. Really bad turnovers. He looks – I mean, I don't know if – Rusty is, isn't the word. He looks shaken. I don't know if it's just because defenses are figuring it out, but he doesn't look good right now. He, In fact, I think he's almost put himself out of the Heisman, at least Heisman top three race. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'd put him in the top three. No. I, I would not. That's Yeah. No. Right now, it's Joe Burrow's to lose. Uh, I, I've been holding on to Jalen Hurts as my Heisman contender. Sure. Uh, Heisman hopeful. But... Uh, it, with Joe Joe Burrow has been on his heels for some time. I I can't not put Joe Burrow as the number one guy there. I think Hertz is still in the discussion, but it's it's Joe Burrow head and shoulders above everybody else right now. And that was going to be his real test, which I don't know why that should have been the test because he's definitely passed a lot of tests already so far. It was his fourth top ten win mm-hmm. of the season. But how about Minnesota upsetting Penn State? That was a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the beating that Penn State got doing it, too. Like, what the heck, Gophers? Where did you come from? And did they beat Fresno at the first of the year? In overtime. In overtime. And Fresno had the ball, and it was driving to score. And um, Jorge Reina threw a pick, mm. which killed that whole thing. Yeah. Um Impressive stuff by Penn State, uh, excuse me, by Minnesota. And, and and then not only that, but they jump six spots and they actually move ahead of Utah. Is that a, what is the word? Um, is that a precursor to what Tuesday night's going to look like? Because if so, you fans are going to be pretty ticked off. Uh, Come on, they jumped six spots. Yes, the they, jumped, they jumped big. But look, they're undefeated and they're in the Big Ten. And oh, Utah has a loss. Oh, no, don't. Utah has. They should be higher than Utah. For what? They're they undefeated. Beat Penn State. Yes. They look at their schedule. They beat Penn State. They haven't beat another. Have they beat Ohio State? No, they haven't played them yet. Michigan. They're 
granted, yes, they haven't played a really tough. I mean, South okay. Dakota State, Fresno. Oh, my god, Georgia Southern, which wow. they barely won. Oh, man. Georgia Southern is a tough one. Woo-hoo-hoo. They got by Purdue by oh, a touchdown. Oh, Purdue is like one of the top five teams in the country. They beat Illinois pretty soundly. Oh, they beat man. Nebraska soundly. Beat Rutgers over again. soundly. Beat Rutgers? Maryland soundly. Wow. 2007 Rutgers? That's incredible. They had some close games early, but they've been dominant. Oh my gosh, Green Canyon could have beat any of those teams. Give me a break. They'll be tested this week at Iowa. Yeah. Do they have Do they have Ohio State on their schedule? They do not. Okay, well then no. Don't give me that crap. They do. They'll have they have Iowa and Wisconsin still on the schedule. Both are still in the top. I'll 20. take with that schedule as it is right now. I'll take a one loss Utah over a undefeated Minnesota team. Bam, jam. Thank you, ma'am. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma had to squeak by Iowa State. Yeah, things aren't looking good over there. They picked off a two-point conversion in the end zone to preserve the win. Mm-hmm. That was scary, giving up 20 points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Matt Wells' squad got a one uh, win. They beat West Virginia pretty soundly, 38-17. Little Texas Tech over there. They're- Kind of a roller coaster of a season, aren't they? Yeah, they've been <laughs> they've <had> some surprising <laughs> no, wins and no surprising losses. Stability right now, in, in regards of uh, what their seasons looked like. But hey, another undefeated team that took a jump this week was Baylor. Yeah, beating TCU in double overtime, I believe. Uh, they it was triple overtime. Was it? It's three overtimes. It was triple. That's right. Yeah, it was triple. Uh, but similarly to uh, Minnesota, they haven't really taken down yeah. a yeah. premier yeah. opponent. They are undefeated. I think you have to give some credit for that. But this week will be a really big test. Uh, they'll face Oklahoma. That game is uh, at Baylor. So that'll be a really big showdown in the uh, Big 12. What does when does Penn State play Ohio State? I think that's coming up in two weeks. A Penn week State t- plays Ohio State in two weeks. That's November a big twenty third. If you're a U fan or an Oregon fan, you need Ohio State to lose that game. Yeah, I agree. You need them to lose that game. It, whether it's by six or by thirty, you need them to lose. Uh, I. <sighs> I don't like the way this is going to turn out for the Pac-12. Oregon's a top ten team. Utah's a top ten team. They'll meet if if they win out, which they want to. Both teams want to have that happen, and they're in the Pac-12 championship. And one team finishes what twelve and one, and Oregon's only loss would be to Auburn, or Utah's only loss would be to USC, who sure isn't as stable as some would hope. Um, and they get left out of the fourteen playoff because Ohio State, and because Bama didn't drop, you know, Bama only drops two spots. LSU's in there. Ohio State's in there, and Clemson's in there. That sucks. Like Alabama with one loss, they got dominated by LSU, but they're still in it. They didn't get dominated by LSU. It was yes, a one they score did. game. Oh, Eric, come on. If you watch the game, it, you realize that that game, the score doesn't depict how bad that game was. If you watched was. that game, you saw that Alabama had a lot of fight left in them in the fourth no, quarter, you and you can't LSU ever count them out until it's zero. mistakes and give the ball back to Alabama to give them hope. Like, it was, it no, it wasn't that close of a game. And people are like, oh, that was a thriller. No, it wasn't. You're falling asleep in the third quarter. It took until the fourth to wake up and go, oh, hey, it's a great game. No, you just missed the first, second, and third quarter. Like, it's, it really wasn't that close. LSU let him back into it with some stupid, silly mistakes they shouldn't have. Well, the, the controversial decision was to go for it on fourth and it, one or to punt the ball away to give the ball back to Alabama. Yep. They decided to punt, yep. and Alabama kept scoring and kept putting pressure. That was all the momentum they needed. If uh, LSU converts on that, that game's over. They win by two touchdowns, yeah. if not three. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just it's crazy what those and we'll we'll get to this in the five o'clock hour, but it's crazy what those one little decisions, how I can just turn a game upside down on top of its head and have you spinning. <laughs> uh, so in the Mountain West Conference, Boise State. Uh, speaking about top twenty-five games, uh, they beat Wyoming in overtime. 
Boy, this Wyoming team's going to be tough. Really tough defensively. They gave Boise all they could handle. Sure did. They kept them out of the end zone in overtime. Boise kicks a field goal. Wyoming has an opportunity to, to win the game, but they can't. So they have to settle for a field goal. And that felt that field goal just sails just to the right. And so Boise State dodges a bullet on the uh, horrible blue turf. But because they got the win, they moved up two spots. Interestingly enough, in the coaches' poll, Wyoming is getting one vote. But, what? But the game that surprised me the most in the Mountain West and in the top 25, San Diego State losing to Nevada? Yeah, how about that? How in the world? <laughs> I don't know. The, the problem with San Diego the State the entire are not, time in that fourth quarter, though. The, the problems with San Diego State are not their defense. It's no, always it's, been it's their offense. offense. Yeah. How do you lose at home to Nevada, man? So here's the thing. Okay, I, I know we're taking it one game at a time as Aggie fans, as we should, or Aggie media, whatever, even coaches and players included. But how do we go from, like, if we win out, right, we beat Wyoming, beat Boise State, and we will beat New Mexico, we will host the Mount West Conference Championship assuming that tiebreaker falls on our side. That's assuming that it does, though, and that's not guaranteed, by the way. That's, we, we... There's, yeah. a, there's a chance that we may not see the yeah. Speaking of getting votes, Air Force is receiving votes in both polls. Oh, fetch! Yeah, it's not going to yeah, matter. They're they're ahead of the Aggies. God bless us. Uh, yeah, that's scary stuff. Um, we would need to win out though, just to give ourselves a chance, and that's just to give ourselves a chance, which really sucks, man. That's a bummer. Like we could honestly be in a tiebreaker and fall and see ourselves fall the third. Boise State could be second, and Air Force could be first. It's possible. It's very possible. Extremely possible. Mm-hmm. And that way, Air Force... I'd, but I would take that scenario over how we were feeling before the Fresno State yeah. game. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but it's one game at a time. Uh, and there's, you know, again, Wyoming's a tough... In fact, you'll hear Gary Anderson in the 5 o'clock hour. He is very, very complimentary of Wyoming for very, for one word. There'll be one word that you hear him use over and over and over again about Wyoming. Okay, I haven't heard the audio. I'm going to guess. Okay. Physical? <laughs> yeah. It's the word yeah. that's come out of his mouth and, a lot and, and, the last few and, 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 and by the way, it's that's something that he loves about Wyoming, and you'll find out why. He'll tell you why. It, it's really good stuff. You'll find that in the 5 o'clock hour. I'll also recap the, the win over Fresno and, and the uh, again, looking ahead to Wyoming. Um, there was one other game in Mountain West play yep. late Saturday night, went into Sunday morning, and that was Hawaii over San Jose State. I don't think I don't think San Jose is going to hit bowl eligibility, which is too bad. They played, they've had a really turnaround season for them. But Hawaii won forty-two to forty. If they win that game, they're going to get bowl eligible, man. Well, Hawaii now is bowl eligible. No, I'm saying win. San Jose State, though. But San Jose. They needed that win. Yeah, they're only one in five in Mountain West play. How, dude, and you know what? That's not really depicting them how, how scrappy of a football team they've been this Agreed. year. Agreed. They've been in almost every game. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, so they play at UNLV. They'll probably win that game. Yeah. But then they'd have to win at home against Fresno to be bowl eligible, which, I don't know, maybe they could. Uh, hey, Eric, there was an interesting conversation I want to bring up with you. Is this about which animal would be the better running back? Yes. Okay. Now, let's, let's put some effort into this conversation. Okay, let me give you some numbers, some stats from the uh, animal combine. Okay? <laughs> okay. A kangaroo, uh, their height was listed as 6'6". Six, six. They, uh, they hit the scales at 176. They, uh, their, their 40 time was a 1.88, with their top speed being 43.5 miles per hour. Uh, obviously the vertical is pretty good at six feet. Um, that, you know, the hopping is, is a big part of that. Their strengths, I mean, great ball security. Okay. Now the other side of the, uh, combine, uh, is the ostrich and it comes with quite the package. Okay. Uh, it's an eight foot two. Okay. Height wise. Uh, it hit the scales at 265. So it's a bruiser. We're talking about like Bo Jackson. Uh, it's 40 time was 1.88. His vertical was also six feet, and its strength, it's interesting because, like, you see players try to hurdle other players and they kick him right in the face. 
and the kicker just gets up and, you know, whatever. Well, if the ostrich were to try to hurdle you and kick you in the face, you're dead. So animal so, number so, one is So its strength, really, as it's listed here in the combine, is, 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 is terror. Terror? Yes. I, are you kidding me? If an ostrich came running after you and you had to go tackle the ostrich, which way are you going? At, at the go ostrich for the or? legs. <laughs> You're going to go for the legs. <laughs> That's great. You're going to get trampled on. It's like the Lion King and stuff. You know, when the animals tra- or the uh, that uh, herd tramples whatever the daddy. Yeah. Uh, okay, so animal number one is a kangaroo. Yep, 6'6", 176 with a 43-mile-per-hour average on running speed at <laughs> 1.8 in the combine. Uh, Running the 40. Hopping is its skill, okay? And it has great ball security, though. Great. I mean, the pouch, okay? They tell you to tuck it. Oh, man, the kangaroo can yeah, tuck how it. Does, how does the ostrich carry the ball? Oh, dude, the thing just tuck it thing underneath its feathers it's and long go. neck? Or, yeah, do you know what? It's neck. Or it could just bite it and go. So, I mean, so, yeah, you're, you know what? That's a great point. Ostrich isn't great at ball security, but the ostrich as a running back is almost unstoppable. Almost unstoppable. Okay, I mean the way I it take can the move, kangaroo. And, 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 and you're taking the kangaroo. Yeah, it'd be more elusive. What? You could hop? <laughs> if you go right over defenders. Okay, dude. The 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 ostrich. Like, what is it? It can like, go back on its tail and punch a hole into the opposing defense. Wait, dude. No, honestly. Like, hold on, hold on here. Okay, the ostrich has like I think two strides cover like what twelve feet or something. I'm taking the ostrich. I think the ostrich has better mobility to get around the other animals. I mean, if we're playing a game in the jungle, I like the ostrich's chances. If we're playing a game in Australia, I like the kangaroo's chances. Because <laughs> it's on his turf? Home country advantage. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, let's have a little bit of respect here. I, I, uh, the kangaroo's got some good things. Again, ball security's one of them. But ball security doesn't help when you can't get through. You know the, the, yeah, you can't get the kangaroo the has the advantage of uh, the muscular tail. If it gets turned That's around, true. Oh man, it's gonna whip you right in the face. Yeah, it'll clear some space. You thought the ostrich foot to your face, the roundhouse kick. Instead was bad. of a stiff arm, it'll roll back and give you a stiff leg. Give you a Chuck Norris, knock you Ooh. over. Ooh, I feel like the Ooh. ostrich would be too hesitant because it wants to stick its head in the sand. It'd be, it'd be hesitant Man, you're starting, to, you're starting to change my mind. Maybe I Ostriches take... want to run away from danger. Nah, dude. If they see you they... and you're running after, it's going to run right at you and just clock you. Kangaroo just doesn't even know. It'll just go right at it. <laughs> I've seen kangaroos be more violent. Coming to think about it, all the naturist scary videos on Twitter are all about kangaroos. Not about all... You know what? You win. That's a great job on the debate. Now, someone had just tweeted in, how many guys does it take to tackle an ostrich? At least six. A kangaroo goes down in two or three. True? <laughs> six? It doesn't take six to tackle. Well, no, because it doesn't. Dude, that thing's so An scrawny. ostrich has more girth. Dude, the kangaroo has more, yeah, fatness. But I don't see that it would you have great... You don't see me going to like... Great leg strength. You don't see me going to jack a, a kangaroo and it just falling to the ground. An ostrich? Dude, you just hop on the thing and then... Cut the legs off. Sweep the legs. You know, walks on, walks off. Can I can I swap it out for another animal like a rhino? Okay, the rhino's just a fullback. You can't. This isn't William Perry. Okay, you're either going with Walter Payton, the ostrich, or the hopper, which would be who would be a kangaroo of a running back. See, I would see a kangaroo more like a Barry Sanders, more elusive. Ooh. Is a kangaroo that elusive though? They can just hop, but yeah, I mean, hop and move. D- yeah, but can this go side to side like an ostrich can? I feel like an ostrich can get to from sideline to sideline pretty good. I kind of feel like we're like way into the weeds here. No, this is a great conversation. Someone <laughs> just tweeted and wanted to know how many guys to take a tackle an ostrich. He says six. I say three. But for a kangaroo, you got to handle the hops, you know. And if you're trying to and punch a big the muscular ball, tail, it can. Use it as an advantage, too. I got to think about this, but I think I'm going to go with the kangaroo. <laughs> All right. You ponder that. We got bored with an exciting weekend that happened in the NFL. <laughs> that, 
I'm done talking about ostriches and kangaroos. You know who reminds me of uh, what's that coward-like animal? Ostrich. No. Sticks its head in the sand. A porcupine. Speaking of NFL, Baker Mayfield. Just grumpy. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson. Hey, I went to the uh, Logan Gift Show on yeah? Saturday. Find anything good? Dude, I luckily did not take my wallet in or else I would have been in so much trouble. That place was incredible. So well done by the Cashfly Radio Media Group to, to put that together. And oh my gosh, incredible, incredible atmosphere. A lot of energy. Santa was there. Did you go sit on his lap? Well... You were supposed to be Santa, so when I said, uh, Santa, are you by chance, you know, my BFFL? And he said, oh, sure I am. I'm Santa. I said, no, shut it, okay? Shut it there, you old bearded man, KFC, <laughs> all right, Colonel Mustard, whatever it is, all right? Are you Eric or not? So, oh, I, I don't know who Eric is. Uh, yeah, you know who Eric is, you forehead fetch, all right? Pull your beard and show me who you really are. And uh, it, it came away that... Um, yeah, it wasn't you. wasn't me. Cracked a couple of jokes, inside jokes between you and I, and uh, he just gave the old belly chuckle laugh. So I slapped those red rosy cheeks, <laughs> walked away in anger. Uh, we ended up spending some money there. Saw some things. Dude, all oh, are so, um, just a Might talent. end up in uh, the, some stockings. The talent. Oh, what did you get your kids? Or some gifts. So we'll see. Well, I kid, can't say now. They they your, listen. Your kids something. aren't listening to the show. They, yes. no, they're not. The moment I say something is the moment they hey, actually Ma- are listening. I mean, it's like the Christmas story. Hey, mom, I want to listen to Eric Rizzo on the full court press. No, they don't. They want to listen to 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 Justin Bieber. Okay. To to Billie Eilish. No, it was a good show. It was great. Really well done. It was, and I hate Christmas. Good variety of people that were there with vendors. I hate Christmas with a passion, but that was fun to go to. That was a blast. Uh, It was a really interesting NFL Sunday as well as interesting week in the NFL. See if it continues over into tonight. You got a good matchup, I think, the 49ers and the Seahawks uh, for Monday night on ESPN. But uh, I would say there were a ton of upsets, a lot of surprising finishes in the NFL over the weekend. Um, like the the Browns beating the Bills, the Titans beating the Chiefs, oh, the Falcons taking sh- almost shutting out the Saints. I mean, shutting down the Saints. Um, so there were a lot of upsets, games that we didn't really see coming. The Steelers over the Rams. I mean, there were a lot of weird games in the NFL this Sunday, Aj. Yeah, it was. Nothing made sense. At all. Even the Vikings beating the Cowboys didn't make sense to me. Uh, it just... And by the way, things in Cowboy land are not great. But how do you... How do you, as a Saints team, that's still as loaded and talented as you are, get beat by the Falcons, who haven't touched glory since being up 28-3 to in the Super Bowl midway through the third? How in the world do you let that happen? And then, and then how do you lose to the Browns? You're like you're supposed to be one of the juggernauts, well, competitive teams in the AFC, and you lose to the Browns, and then the Jets beating the Giants, man. Like Daniel Jones, is, but somebody had to win that game. I mean, there was yeah, two bad teams playing. It is, but you let the team. It was yeah, that is actually two and seven versus two. Well, so I guess the Jets were what two one and <laughs> yeah, one, they and were seven. one and seven. Versus the two and eight Giants. Oh my gosh! But there were some good performances by good teams: the Packers, yeah, the Vikings, and the Ravens. A lot of attention is on Lamar Jackson and what Holy he's doing for the Ravens. Holy cow! What was his final line? Did you ever see that? Uh, let me see: two hundred and twenty-three yards passing, <laughs> three touchdowns, <laughs> and sixty-five yards rushing and a touchdown. 
Oh my gosh. Did you and I know you've seen the highlight where he pretty much goes like Steve Young scramble mode, spins away, like hits the circle button and takes two defenders out of their shoes and then and heads for the end zone. Uh, another team that actually came away with a surprising win, Oakland Raiders. 26-24 winners over the LA Chargers. Yeah, that was to come from behind. I mean, that game was in Oakland, but I mean, the Chargers have been really up and down this year. They've been a hard team to try to figure out. Yeah, but that was a good game for for the Raiders, an important one for them, uh, if they want to still kind of be in the race for their division. You know, it's a crap show right now. Is the LA Rams surprising that the? <clears throat> I think they they spent so much on free agents and try to get. I mean, they shipped off all of their draft picks and went all in on last year. Now injuries are starting to happen. Uh, the, this, they didn't have a lot of depth, and it's really catching up to them. Yeah, hey, Rams, congratulations. You get Jared Goff for six more years with all that money you paid him. Hope it's worth it. Because Steelers aren't that great either. No, no. They're, a very, they're not a very bad football team, but they're a bad football team. They're just well coached by Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's a good football coach, and that's what's keeping him in it. Jared Goff, 22 of 41, 243 yards, two interceptions and no touchdowns. He was sacked four times. His rating, 13.4. Todd Gurley had 12 carries for 73 yards, man. Unreal. That's a bad loss for L.A. And, and, and again, they're just on a downward spiral. Another bad loss, you know, Jacoby Brissett doesn't play for Indianapolis, but they lose to the Dolphins 16-12. to That's quality football for you folks. Hey, speaking of quality football, tonight's Monday night matchup is saucy, Eric. I can't wait for this one. Yeah, I think it'll be a good matchup. Uh, 49ers and uh, the uh, Seahawks, uh, that's developed into a nice rivalry between those two teams, and both teams are playing some pretty good football right now. At the right time, too, especially. Uh, by the way, I need Jimmy Garoppolo to suck tonight. I'm a big Garoppolo fan. I think he is uh, on top three of most handsome quarterbacks in the NFL, but I need him to suck tonight. Because you're trying to tank this week in your fantasy? And I'm it's winning. It's not working? If Rex loses this game, this will be the most embarrassing loss in fantasy football history. Hey, coming up next hour, a lot about Utah State and Wyoming, or excuse me, Utah State and Fresno State and Utah State basketball as well. Stay I'm tuned. I'm Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. In most sports, there's a limit to how much a regular season game can actually mean. There are some big ones, but most of the real drama is in the postseason. College football is the exception. Because of the limited playoff system, certain games have a huge impact on the race for the title. LSU's win over Alabama certainly falls into that category, but it's more than just the Final Four at stake. There's so much history between these conference foes. These days, rivalries run much deeper in college than the pros. Beating Alabama meant so much to LSU fans who are sick and tired of watching the Tide win championships. Of course, college sports, far from perfect, the sports flaws are in full display in the case of Ohio State and its suspended star Chase Young. There are so many things the NCAA could do and should be doing better. But when it comes to in-game excitement, there's nothing better than watching two teams like LSU and Alabama slug it out on a Saturday afternoon. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.